0: Welcome back to the Wicked Copper Podcast with me, Phyllis Mackenzie. I hope you're having an amazing summer. If you're not, too bad I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but today's guest <laughs> today's guest has been with us for a couple of episodes, Risa Miller, but we're gonna talk about Tarot cards, which I know most of you have been spectating because we've mentioned it in the past two episodes. Tarot card this, tarot card that, but we haven't discussed it fully. That's a chance to do that in this episode. But before we begin, go down to the description, no matter where you're listening us from. Check out all our social media pages, as long as the websites, especially Risa's, so that you can keep up with whatever she's doing. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present Risa Miller. For those who do not know who she is by now.
1: Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Um, I love the topic of tarot cards. I have some of my collection out. You know, um, in advance of our meeting today, I went um, to my shelves and I I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to count how many tarot and oracle decks I have. So I have 20 tarot decks and 23 oracle decks. And I don't a have the whole collection. Them all here to show you. That's an entire yeah. collection. <laughs> it is. It is an entire collection. And uh yeah, there's a lot
0: of cards. <laughs> and we have a special one for us for this particular episode. I know nobody's going to see this on video, but guys, I'm telling you, this is the cutest deck I've ever seen. It has cute little ghosts, and oh my god, I've never seen something like this. I'm I'm sure everybody once they see, they'll run. They'll run anywhere? Why did you buy them, by the way? Because I'm sure people start asking.
1: So this is called The Cute Ghost Tarot, and it was created by a company called Moonchild Tarot. So I bought them on Amazon, but I, I wonder, they, they could be available in other places. Yeah, but, well, uh,
0: I'll try to find y- them and help out and link below so that they can just see it. Marissa will try to find it, and then I'll try to find it else in other places, and then we'll just link everything, because, guys, this is the cutest deck ever. Even if you don't know anything to do with tarot cards, just keeping this in the house. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) It's friendly. It's friendly. It's It's a very friendly deck of tarot cards, and the ghosts are so cute, and um, they have like rosy cheeks, and they're <laughs> smiling, and they're like wearing crowns. It's adorable. The they are I so thought, tiny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the they are, think about them. They are so tiny. <laughs> they
1: are. They're yeah. so cute.
0: And honestly,
1: I I have done readings with this deck. It's very workable. It is a great tarot deck, and uh, I I don't get any money from these people or anything. I just really like it. It's
0: yeah. It's not sponsored, it's sweet. sadly. <laughs> no, it's not
1: sponsored in it any way. Sponsored
0: decks. <laughs> in any way. But,
1: no, it's just a beautiful tarot deck that um the artwork is is just it's very approachable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't but, have any ominous vibe to it. It yeah, doesn't yeah. it's not intimidating. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just a very friendly deck of tarot cards. They're very easy to read, um, they're very plainly labeled, which not all tarot decks are. And um, this is going to sound funny, but I'm going to show you. It's a good size to fit in your hands. Because some of the tarot decks, they make them so big that mm-hmm. um, they're unmanageable to shuffle. And, uh, like, when you go to shuffle like this, they fall all over the place because they can't fit in your hands. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, because when, when you look at them, like, even when I'm seeing them through the camera here on Skype, I can see that they are not really big. Like Uno no. cards, but they are no, not there's... as tiny as poker cards. They are just right, right. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like a perfect deck for your hand. They won't slip away from your hand, but they'll also not stretch out your hand. Because most tarot cards you'll find people holding them this wide. Oh yes. I, yeah, I have decks
1: like, like that here that are they're 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 unwieldy.
0: Yeah. And I've always thought, you know what, poker poker machine, there there are poker machines out there to shuffle cards and they're like <laughs> <laughs> <Tarot> card shufflers <laughs> that's a business venture by the way
1: <laughs> um i was about to say i think you just had an idea for a business <laughs> uh, a business situation that uh, yeah. might be very profitable for
0: you yeah like it shuffles your cards and then just has them all right like you won't have upside down cards you won't have misorganized decks you won't have mm-hmm. these shuffled decks like a perfect shuffled deck for tarot card readers yep whoever wants to invest sharks i won't manage to get into shark tank but we're looking for investors <laughs> <laughs> at this business venture yet we can compare podcast with no name soon to be determined <laughs> I I think it's a great idea,
1: and you should definitely run with
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this topic, it's something that I know absolutely nothing about, apart from the fact that there's a lot of people online with websites that you can Google, and you're like, can I get a tarot card reading? And then, ooh, it's randomly generated. I'm victim to those kinds (laughs) of things. I'm like, you know what? Since I have nobody to read my cards, I'd rather go to a random website. It's free. The cards are always similar day after day, week after week.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, I've always been trying. And then the cards are like, they have like the same, same type of reading. They're like, you know what? This is the month you find love. This is the month you find money. This is the month you find. I'm like, okay, where is it? I'm still broke, waste the money. <laughs> but since you're here, give us an introduction to tarot cards and what tarot card reading is all about.
1: Okay. So um, I'm, I'm going to give you a little background first. So tarot cards mm-hmm. were not invented as a divination tool. They were a parlor game, just like any other deck of cards. The uh, tarot deck was originally called tarocchi. It was an Italian parlor game. All of the cards in the original tarot game were hand painted, so mm-hmm. this was a game. This was a game for rich Italian nobles. Um, it is from Italy, and um, anything you hear otherwise is something that either was added later or is just not true. Um, it has uh, 78. Most tarot decks have 78 cards. There are the four suits, just like in a regular poker deck. Um, only there's – there. there they are overlap. Um, they do overlap. So in the the regular playing card deck, you have hearts. In the tarot deck, that's cups, and it rules emotions. It it corresponds with water. Mm-hmm. And um, then you have swords. And in the in tarot, you have swords. In the regular playing card deck, you have spades. And um, diamonds of course in the regular poker deck and there's our coins or pentacles in the tarot deck they correspond with that money that you're looking for and um they can they can mean other things too but when you're looking for a money reading that's that's the thing (laughs) you're looking for the pentacles to show up in a good way Mm -hmm. and then um the last suite would be the well i know it's wand in tarot my mind just went blank It would be – I have a playing card deck here. Uh, Of course I spaced out right in the middle of talking to you, my dear. All right. (laughs) It's okay, though. But um, So they did – they were based on these, you know, um, original playing cards like this. And – oh, I was looking for clubs. But um, in the beginning, they were just a parlor game. It was a game – it was played in a way that's similar to Bridge. And there are actually games, just entertainment games, that you can still play with tarot cards. In fact, there's a whole book called Games with Your Tarot Deck. So if you are, you just, you don't have, you don't have to use them for divination. You can still use them as a game playing medium. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if if you're, if you have a cute deck like this, that might even be a fun thing to do. So um, it, that was around uh, the mid 1400s that this deck became a thing in reality it took almost 300 years for it to become used regularly for divination that happened during the spiritualist movement in europe um Mm. and at that point in the game uh the witch trials were over and they were no longer burning people divination became a thing that everybody wanted to get involved in and was really popular uh, during the spiritualist movement um, mediums became a thing that everybody wanted. And if you couldn't afford a medium, you might be able to get a deck of these cards, right, instead. Mm-hmm. And so um tarot cards became a thing, and they've never left the public consciousness. Now, the deck that almost everybody recognizes around the world today is this one. It's called – um, well, it's, it was for years called the Rider-Waite deck, but I like to call it the Smith deck. Um, It's these these particular cards, right? And they have they have all the people, they have all the astrological and alchemical symbols. And this is a very famous deck. And it was drawn by a woman.
0: Her name was Mm -hmm. Pamela Coleman
1: Smith. She was a person of color. And um, her name was not on the deck until recently, unfortunately. This was done in 1909. She was paid a very small amount of money for painting all of 78 of these paintings that became cards. And then the two dudes who hired her took all the credit until recently. Um, Mm -hmm. Sadly, Pamela Coleman Smith died in poverty and was buried in a mass grave in England. So I, I like to call it the Smith deck because she, her work should be honored for her um, and for how important it became to the tarot reading world. Mm -hmm. Um, Her images are literally iconic today Um, Mm and even people who don't know tarot probably know her artwork because it's become such a a common set of symbols in our world to know these tarot cards for what they are. So that said, um, it is one of the most popular divination mediums in use in the world right now. And the most popular deck is this Pamela Coleman Smith deck. And um, some people, uh, I would say, would only even be familiar with this deck. So for me, tarot reading began, it is like a a family thing. Um, This is my family deck. This is a different, this is not a Coleman deck. This is what they call a tarot de Marseille. And um, it was my grandmother's and my mother's and now it's mine. And, um, I, it's the first, it's the first tarot deck I used. It's the one I learned on. And, uh, it's like a treasure to me. But, um, this has, uh, it's much plainer. It's not as cute as the Cute Ghost Tarot. And it's not as, um, luxuriously illustrated as the, um, Coleman deck, uh, Smith Coleman deck. But, um, it has what they call pip cards. So that the numbered cards don't have a face. They, They just look like this, just like, you know, they might look in a regular uh, poker deck. Mm -hmm. So that's like a a little history lesson about tarot and where it's come from. So decks like this cute ghost tarot, though, um, they're really easy to find now. There are so many different kinds of tarot decks. There are tarot decks with anime characters, with dragons, with cats, with dogs, Mm -hmm. um, with uh, unicorns, um, whatever you like. Uh, There's some that just have... uh, I have some other ones here. Um, this one is called the Crow Tarot and it's illustrated with different mm-hmm. crows doing different stuff. And, um, it, it's just kind of like what, what do you like? And then you can look for a tarot deck that suits your personality and taste. Now, um, a lot of people now read with oracle decks, which are similar to tarot decks. The tarot deck mm-hmm. is an oracle, but it's an oracle deck excuse me, doesn't have to follow rules. Tarot is always the four suites with the major arcana, the characters at the top, right? Mm An oracle deck can be anything. So just for fun, I I got out a few oracle decks. This is the fortune cookie oracle deck. Um, And when you open them up, it looks like a fortune cookie on the inside. So it's just, you know, Uh this one just, uh, it's like when you crack open a fortune cookie in a restaurant. And um, this one's a little more serious. This is called the Spirit Animal Oracle. And these cards have real animals with, like, spirit animal-type messaging. And then I have one called the Flowers of the Night Oracle. And now none of these are like the tarot. The tarot follows a story. Um, It's actually, if if anybody out there likes to read or do writing, um, they'll be familiar with the Hero's Journey. The tarot deck follows the hero's journey. It has the same template as the hero's journey. It has a beginning, middle, and end. And it, it has a, a plot arc in the tarot decks. Um, Oracle decks don't have that. Like this one I'm holding, the Flowers of the Night Oracle, it's just flowers. It's just mm-hmm. pictures of flowers. There's no storyline. There's no story. You know, there's no um, hero's arc. Nothing like that. Um, it doesn't make this inferior. It makes it different. It's just a whole different set of cards. And the other beautiful thing about a tarot deck, if you can read one, you can pretty much read any because you mm-hmm. know the story. You know each card, each of the 78 cards, they have multiple meanings each. But once you know it, you know it. it it's in your mind. You're, you're good with it, and you're ready to go forward as a tarot reader, whether you're looking at, like, a traditional deck, like mm-hmm. uh, Pamela Coleman Smith's or, you know a bunch of cute ghosts like this one
0: (laughs) yeah so there is this difference like you said when it comes to the smith deck and any other deck out there because like you said the ghost deck you'll see it's cute ghost animals and all that another one you'll find maybe it's anime characters another one you'll find it's just vague drawings but, yeah, I, I've seen those too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they have this dark deck. It's maybe in a, in a very dark purple, and then it has just random drawings that supposedly, quote-unquote, represent tarot card readings. But when it comes to the Smith deck, this is a deck we've been seeing everywhere, even in movies. Like when they mm-hmm. they want to illustrate somebody doing divination or anything to do with tarot card readings, they always and always use the Smith deck. And I think that's yes. what a lot of people like familiarize with. When you think about tarot cards, you think about the Smith mm-hmm. deck. But you also mentioned about the major arcana, which is like the the one with all the major drawings that we'll know of, the Handman, man, the yes. devil, the fool. Could you mm-hmm. walk us through three, these, like, these characters, gonna, I'm, especially... I'm...
1: Yeah, I'm pulling a few of them out. I'm, I'm going to use the Smith deck, too, just because they'll be most familiar. I mean, if I use them in the Ghost deck, they'll just look like cute ghosts, right? But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, the Major Arcana is the story arc. It's the character. And it begins with the Fool at number zero. And um, the Fool kind of represents the beginning of a story when you're, kind of idealistic, and you you think you can conquer the world, and you're just sort of setting out in the beginning full of hope. And um, mm-hmm. it can almost represent a a beginning that's sort of, you know, uh, not well thought out, um, that is kind of idealistic. And, you know, from there, you have to go forward and you have to learn. You have to, you know, take your failures. Oh, here's the full um, you have to take your wins and your failures. you have to kind of um you, but he she rep Smith represented the full literally about to step off of a cliff and take a leap of faith forward. and um he, this this full, the traditional full has a dog with him, kind of representing loyalty and devotion, and uh the full is also carrying everything on his back. He's got all of his belongings with him. He's literally stepping out into the unknown, full of hope and optimism. Mm-hmm. So it's a lovely beginning for a story. The full. It's a great. It's a great place to go. Uh, you know, it doesn't always end there. Yeah. <laughs> but because um, there are some, there are definitely some dark cards in the tarot. There's no two ways about it. And um, I'm still looking for all those major arcana cards in this big pile of almost 100 cards. And. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I had them, I had them shuffled.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, in the
1: beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had them shuffled, and now I'm trying to reorganize them uh, as I talk to you. But death is the devil in the tarot. I, I have the death card here. Death card is number thirteen, and um, it's a skeleton riding a horse. And it's never really about a literal death. It is about a hard ending to one phase of your life and the beginning of another. And I actually really like this card. Um, I like it because when somebody is somebody comes to you for a tarot reading, it isn't because everything is great and it's like peaches and sunshine and puppies. It's because there's some uncertainty and they're trying to manage risk in their life. Um, when you see the death card, you know that whatever is behind them is now solidly behind them and they're going to get an opportunity to go forward differently. Now, what they'll make of that opportunity is up to them. But uh, basically, the death card is sort of the, the one door closing and another opening. I don't know if you've ever heard that cliche, mm-hmm. but that's what this is. The door has closed behind you. You have to go forward now. That's what that card means. And then the devil, I know the devil's around here somewhere. So I read the devil as the card of bad habits. I don't read it as the literal devil. Because most of the people I read for don't have an association with the literal devil, and many people don't even have religious associations when they go to a tarot reader. That's um, the, the old tarot decks did have a lot of religious characters, priests, popes, um, archangels. That's not so mm-hmm. anymore. Now, when I read this card for someone, my first question to them is: Are you doing anything in your life to self sabotage your your wants and desires? Are you doing anything to hold yourself back? And if you are, what are you getting out of that? And is it a bad habit? Is it something you're repeating over and over and over? And uh, when I, the interesting thing in in Smith's illustration, there are these two people that are chained to the devil, but the thing is, their chains are very loose. They can take them off and walk away. They are choosing to stay chained to their bad habit, and so that is how I read those two kind of famous cards they're actually mm-hmm. probably two of the most famous cards in the tarot honestly um just because they look scary now to me an actual scary card a card that i i, I flinch a little bit when i see land on somebody's uh, reading is the tower so in the smith drawing she, she represented it brilliantly. A tower is on fire and being struck by lightning in the middle of a storm, and everybody's falling out of the top yeah. of it. It is a disaster. It is a terrible moment. The tower card happens when everything in your life is going to change. You cannot stop it. You cannot fix it. You simply have to live through it. Tower moments are usually challenging. Um, I have read a few that were good. But um, if there's something you're worried about and you get this tower card in your reading, you probably are right to worry because it means that, um, uh, how, how do I say this? I would normally swear, I would normally say, the shit's about to hit the fan. Like it's about to go mm-hmm. wrong. Um, and prepare yourself for the moment when you have to rebuild. Um, it, and you can also look at that as an opportunity. You know, like maybe you've been holding on to a bad relationship, for example. And you're about to find out that that person is going to leave you. And maybe it's for the best. Maybe it will free you up to, you know, find a new place to live. That's wonderful. And then you'll meet another new person who's way better or, you know, another way that tower can happen is uh, I've definitely had it read that um, you lose a job or, you know, some other situation that you thought you couldn't live without falls apart. That's mm-hmm. why I think for me, This is one of the scarier cards in the tarot and definitely the scariest card in the Major Arcana in that top level of cards. Um, The rest of them in the the Major Arcana, I don't see as particularly scary. My favorite card in the deck is in the Major Arcana. I'm looking for it right now. It's the Wheel of Fortune, which is Mm -hmm. nothing to do with that old TV show. People are always like, oh, is it the TV show? Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Literally nothing to do with it at all. Uh, <laughs> um, and this is way this way predates that. Oh, here we go. Um, the wheel of fortune is my favorite card, not because it's the most beautiful artwork, but because it mm-hmm. means that your your fortune is about to change. Things are going to change, and not in a terrifying way, like in the tower, mm-hmm. but in a way that's good, in a in a circular way, like what what goes down must come up, kind of of way. So that's why I love the Wheel of Fortune. And mm-hmm. um, I, I wish I could say I always say it in readings, but I don't. That would be a big lie. And um, there are other cards I that, you know, some of the more challenging cards for people to get are like the Hermit. Mm-hmm. The Hermit means it's time for you to step back and take a moment to introspect, to kind of focus on yourself and what you're doing and what you want. And it's not a card of action. Mm-hmm. It's a card of taking a beat, taking a breath and reconsidering. And this is a card that a lot of people find very challenging, you know, because, you know, when you go to a tarot reader, chances are good. You're like, what can I do about X, Y, Z thing? And it's to to be told, well, you need to stop and think about it. You need to focus on what yourself and what's good for you and figure out what you actually want. Uh, Isn't necessarily advice people want to hear. Um, So it's
0: like a a card of reflection. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly like that.
1: And, um, the, there are some happy and beautiful cards too. Here's the sun. This is, this is considered the happiest card of the tarot deck. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to find it in the cute ghost because I, ghosts in the sun don't sound like a thing you see a lot, but I'm going to look for that in a second. Um, so the sun is about everything going great. It's like success. You've won and you're standing in the sun. Uh, the illustration is a child with sunflowers waving a banner on a white horse in the sun. So mm. it's a lovely moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it but is, it also it has its different. counterparts, the moon and the star, which have like mm-hmm. different variations of it.
1: They do. And I have them right here actually. I was gonna pull uh-huh. them up next. So here's the moon. And in the you can see in the original deck it was not dark. It was not a dark card. Um it was more like you don't there are things at play that you don't know yet. There's um mm-hmm. something yet to be revealed about your situation. It's going to surprise you. And now sometimes it's a good surprise. And sometimes it's a surprise that you're going to have to work with. Um, But, you know, one thing I do love about this card, there are dogs in it. Um, So that Mm. is kind of like continue to have faith, continue to have loyalty to what you're doing and to yourself. Um, It can also be like have loyalty to your family or whatever it is you're asking about in in the reading. Um, The moon card is – one of the mystery cards um i would say that this and the high priestess are both kind of um mystery cards so here she is Mm -hmm. and um these are the cards of the unknown um but the high priestess reads a little different the high priestess reads more about the mystery within you and the moon is kind of like the mysteries that are external to you that you can't control if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm So I'll come back to her in a second. But then the star card. So the modern interpretation of the star card is that your wishes are going to come true. So I, you know, wish on a star because you're wishing in the right direction.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I I actually love it when I pull the star card for people. You can read it differently. And I haven't talked about this yet, but all of these can be read inverse as well. So say I shuffled your deck without my handy dandy automatic shuffler that you're going uh-huh, to uh-huh. <laughs> and this came out upside down um i would tell you well you know you might want to make a plan b because the thing that you're after might be delayed or might not be as you expect it to be but when i see it like this i usually take it as a very positive sign that whatever it is you're pursuing um is it an opportunity um a new car, a new lover, a new dog, whatever it is that you're looking for, it's probably going to arrive and it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. So the faces, some of the other faces here. So the lover's card, everybody reads this now as a romantic card. It used to be a card um, historically about choices. Mm-hmm. So you can in fact read it as a romance card when you see it in a reading that either there's the reading's going to be refocused to your love relationship if you already have one or if you don't have one that one might be coming along um it can also be read as a card that you need to spend more time loving on yourself mm-hmm. that you need to uh stop doing negative things or stop saying bad things about yourself to yourself And focus more on giving yourself the love you want and deserve. Historically, this was a card about choices, about having two options that were both good. And uh, it's interesting to see how this sometimes plays out in like a business reading. Because Mm -hmm. when I'm doing a reading for somebody's business, this is probably not a card about romance most of the time. Um, I I go back to the old meaning then, and I say, you know, you're going to hit a choice point, and they're both going to be good options. So you're going to have to decide what is actually best for the business, what, what will actually take your business in the direction you want it to go. So that that's how this can go in, in both directions. So I, uh, I'm trying to uh, – and here's another card people don't love to get. Not because it's negative, but because it means slow down and take your time and be patient. This
0: mm-hmm. is
1: Temperance. She is an angel. And um she's she's actually quite beautiful, and she's holding cups. She's surrounded by gold and flowers. Like, what not to love about this, except being told, you're going to have to be patient.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Slow down. Take your time. Enjoy the walk. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a card that a lot of people will see and be like, oh, well, that's not what I was hoping for. I was hoping for fast progress, or I really wanted this to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. And um when this card shows up, that means nope. It's something that's going to take some time. So, um, oh, that's the fool. We already talked about him.
0: The so, hanged yeah. man also, we haven't talked about him. Yep. I, I, was look, I, I, I was really looking don't like finding list. that card. <laughs> I, I really don't like the concept of having a hanged man as an option on that card. <laughs> It's like the death card or like the devil card. When you when you receive a reading like that, your mind goes elsewhere. You're like, ooh, it does. it's going to be bad. It does.
1: Yeah. So I found him. Here he is. Here's the hanging mm-hmm. man. So I don't actually read this as a, sign, a negative sign. I do read it as you need to take another look and see things from a different perspective. So say I was looking at this card and it was um, a business situation. I would say, you know, you really need to look at this from another angle. And the answer to your business problem is going to come from, you know, instead of being direct, it's going to be indirect, you're going to have to find a way around this up this thing that you can't figure out. But it's going mm-hmm. to be incredibly sideways and indirect and not what you're expecting at all. And um, when I see this, I mean, this does have a lot of uh, bad feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when you look through history at all the people who've been hanged and the horrible things humans have done to each other, this doesn't have the best uh feeling. But um it is in the deck um basically as a reminder that yeah you're in a challenging situation, but there's actually a way around it if you look differently than you were already.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you actually look at the illustration really closely. The man technically isn't hanging from his neck. He's like hanging from his foot. It's like he's anchored himself on the tree or whatever he's hanging from. And then he's
1: just getting ideas. He's thinking. Yeah. yeah, His head is glowing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like a bat. He's like upside down Mm -hmm. like a bat. And since he can't just stay there, perched on whatever he's perched on, (laughs) he tied his foot on this thing so that he can hang upside down because, when you see that from afar, your brain will go, Ooh, "He's technically hanging." So, they hanged the poor man, but he's hanging from his foot. But
1: yeah, it's not a death
0: card. It's not an
1: omen of death. It is an omen of you. You need to uh, you need to go into a different a different direction with what you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I will go back to some of the earlier cards that we sort of skipped over. So, the High Priestess. I actually love this card. Uh, she's she's one of my favorites. The of fortune is my true favorite, but I like her. This is a card about listening to your intuition. Um, it means when you see it in a reading that somehow this situation is more mysterious than you think. But if you listen to your gut, if you really listen to your, yourself, you're going to be able to resolve it and figure it out. And, uh, again, that's not mm-hmm. a super easy direction because most people don't trust themselves. Um, which is unfortunate but it is true so when you see this card it's kind of like you have the answers in you but you have to listen to your intuition to arrive at them and it can also be a card about if your mind is telling you one thing but your gut feeling is telling you another trust your gut and not your intellect so then let's see we're
0: the magician we also yeah the magician.
1: I'm looking for the magician i
0: have
1: the emperor The yeah empress. we also
0: sk- we also skipped through the emperor and the empress well
1: i have them let's do that first because i i must not have pulled the magician out when i did the when i unshuffled them <laughs> so emperor and empress and um, they represent the epitome of masculine and female energy right mm-hmm. so there's four queens and four kings in the deck as well and um each of them has their own uh, suite, their set that they, you know, their own area that they rule over, rule over. But the emperor and the empress are above all of that. And um, it doesn't necessarily mean that the person you're reading for has to identify with a male or female energy, because we all have both. Um, but say the empress comes first. So the empress can... This is also the card of having a baby. This is a, a more modern read. Sometimes mm-hmm. when people see this card, they're like, are you expecting a child? Um, it can also be about starting a new creative project. So are you planning to open a business? Did you just take a painting class and you're about to try to sell some paintings? So it's it's the card of a creation kind of a, a feeling as well as the divine feminine card. It can also be a card that's about nurturing. You know, um, the Empress is a benevolent figure. She's very kind. Um, But she also doesn't take any crap. Um, Mm -hmm. The Empress is also a card reminding you to sort of stand in your feminine power, especially if you're a female-identifying person, and um, kind of remember who you are. Sometimes when I pull this card, I I tell people, this is a card reminding you to straighten your crown. Mm -hmm. Where did that magician go? I'm, I'm looking, now I'm distracted looking for him. Where did <laughs> you he to go? find him. Go ahead. I got him. Um, so the Emperor is the counterpart to that. And, um, it is the card of the ultimate masculine energy kind of feeling. It, it's definitely an action card. It's not a sit and wait for it to come to you. It's a get after it kind of feeling. And, um, this is also a card. It could be uh, representing a management situation. Or someone who has power over you, kind of a feeling. Mm-hmm. It could be a boss, or a professor, or even a parent, depending on the age of someone you know listening. So any of those can fall into this. Um, they can also represent the mother and father counterparts in the tarot. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've definitely had people come asking about a specific parent, and they would usually be represented by the Emperor or the Empress. So the magician. I love this card. This is the iconic tarot card right here. Mm-hmm. It has got the wand, the sword, the infinity symbol, the cup, the pentacle. And here is this magician raising an arm in power, sort of like manifesting a spell or a chant or who knows what uh, the person was doing. But, um, mm-hmm. and, and there's the dog that is, shows up throughout the, the tarot. Um, this is the kind of, um, This is one. This is the second card of the tarot. It's actually number one. Um, It's kind of like deciding what you want and knowing you can go for it. Like Mm -hmm. I can stand in my power and manifest what I want and it's doable. And when somebody gets this card and they're full of self-doubt, my first message that I'm excited to tell them is you actually can do this. Like, you're the only thing holding you back. You actually can do what you want to do, whether it's, you know, get an education or start a business or, you know, get a new car or whatever, find a new house. You can do it. You've Mm -hmm. you've got it. You just have to say, oh, yeah, I do. I have everything I need. Because if you look at this card, the magician has everything. Everything from the tarot is basically on this card. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's see. Next, I have the Hierophant. So this is another card that is read differently now in more modern times. This was a card that was originally a pope. And Mm -hmm. it was a card about coming back to your faith, coming back to um, whatever relationship it was you had with God or whatever you perceived to be God. And um, it was a card about coming back into the community of your faith. It isn't read that way very often anymore. Sometimes, if it's relevant, it can be about that. But if it's not relevant to that person, I usually personally read it as a card about coming back to whatever it is you perceive as your spiritual life. So however that looks for people now, um, some people, it looks like they, they should spend more time in meditation or doing yoga or whatever practice it is that feels like it feeds their soul. That's where this card hits for me. Mm-hmm. So, although, like I said, that's not the traditional or old meaning. So coming along with what I've got left, the next one is the chariot. Here's that card about fast change. Here's that card that people want when they are like, I want I want more money. They want to see this. They want to mm-hmm. see the chariot show up. Because it means that whatever it is they're working for or wanting or desiring is coming immediately. It's speeding towards them through the universe. So um you got now in this particular in the Coleman Smith, um, she's got the two sphinxes and the knight in the chariot. Sometimes this is drawn with horses. I've seen it drawn with two lions. Um, it's Um It's a card of like what you want powerfully coming towards you. Speaking of powerfully, the very next card is the strength card. So in this traditional deck it is a woman with a lion and uh she's putting her hand in its mouth Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's kind of like this is the card that rules power and strength in uh the tarot it's like the um i always like to think of it also as the card of leo which we're in leo season right now Mm -hmm. um so this would be your card you can put your hand in the lion's (laughs) mouth and be okay um I, I do like this card, especially in readings where people um, are full of self-doubt and challenged. It tells me that they actually have it in them to, like, reach down in there and do it. Whatever it mm-hmm. is, they they can do it. I actually uh, – this card came up very recently for me. Um, a woman was in a legal situation, and she was just like, oh, I can't do this. I'm just going to throw in the towel. And I said, "I, you have to do what you want to do, but I think that you can succeed because this card was part of her reading. And um, I, it did go well for her. In the end, she, she bucked up, and she got through the hard part, and she did indeed have the strength to do it. So speaking of legal, the next card is justice. Mm-hmm. Um, justice speaks to things being fair and equal, and sometimes it's literally about a legal situation that this comes out. Um, it can also sometimes be about a financial situ- a situation, too. So it's... This is a pretty direct card. Um, It is exactly as it looks. So judgment can um, pair with this one, and they can both be about legal situations. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually like to read judgment as um, using your judgment, using your discernment to make better decisions. So it is also traditionally the card of rebirth, of, like, facing judgment from God and being reborn from it. Um, you can see mm-hmm. in this painting, um, there are people rising from their coffins and then here is the angel. Um, yeah. so they are, they are literally facing judgment from, well, an angel anyway, at least. Um, so that is what the old meaning of this card was. And the last card in the major arcana is the world. Um, it means you have completed a cycle successfully and the world is yours. Um mm-hmm. it sometimes can be this can be a travel card too. This can be like, oh, you're about to go somewhere. Where are you headed? Um that's always nice when you get that in the reading. It's like, oh, you're you're vacationing? That's lovely. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> um but you see here's the complete circle. And um it, it's a very peaceful looking card. It it basically speaks to you've gone through everything, you've completed the whole journey, not just through the major arcana, but also mm-hmm. through this whole minor arcana, and here you are at the end, ready to level up.
0: Yeah, and I can say that the major arcana is basically what people are always looking forward to. Because if you look at the minor arcana, that thing is always ectic. You have swords, you have wands, the wands look like sharp sticks, and you have cups. You don't even know what the cups are for. You look again, you have this heart that's been stabbed by swords, and you're like, you know what? No, no, I'm done.
1: Look at the cute ghost though. Look at his wands. They're like oh, little trees.
0: Now you see that's better. If you see something like that, that's better. But if you use the Smith card and you pull out one of those cards from that's basically a wand card, you're like, who's coming at yes. me with sticks? Yeah,
1: who, like this. Who is gonna come at?
0: Me? <laughs> yeah, like that. You're like, who's gonna end me with sticks? Really? <laughs> they don't look like wands. If they to call them staffs, I think. You can think. call them that.
1: Yes, yeah, you can. Uh, I, there are definitely people who call them that.
0: Yeah, they're um, way too big to be wands. Like that's that's an entire stick that this person is holding. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's it's definitely a, a different feeling for sure. Um, I'm trying to find the card you're just talking about with the uh, with the, One, um,
0: the, the 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 three of
1: swords. Yep, I'm looking for it. Um, yes, that is not one of my more favorite cards to pull. It is the card of heartbreak. And, um, there are some, a lot of the swords deck, a lot of the swords is, they're challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, they can be, yeah, there it is. Um, this has actually got to be one of the most popular tattoos from the tarot deck. I've seen so many people with this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the three of swords and it is about having your heart broken. And, um. It doesn't necessarily only show up in romantic readings. I have had it uh, show up in readings where someone recently suffered the loss of a loved one to death or illness. Um, I recently saw it with somebody lost their dog. Their dog died. Um, Heartache takes many forms. Um, Losing a job. You can get this card, too. And um, sometimes this card shows up in people's past, like they are still dealing with an old heartache so it it can continue to be a challenging card even after the initial experience goes on um i've i found these other two swords cards here um here they are um i told you the swords deck are all challenging right so here's the 10 of swords and this in in smith's painting um it's somebody laying on the ground with 10 swords in their back so this is definitely a defeat a Stabbing in the back, a deception. Um, this is not a card I ever hope to see in anybody's reading because it's mm-hmm. it's very sad. It's heavy. It even, like her painting of it, even feels heavy. It feels difficult and challenging when you look at it. And um, some of the other ones, the Eight of Swords, the card of holding yourself back. So if you look carefully at her painting, it actually depicts the meaning of this card perfectly. So this mm-hmm. woman is bound and blindfolded but the thing is she's not actually stuck she can go forward the swords are not stopping her she can walk out of her situation but she feels like she can't and um Mm -hmm. it's it's trapped it's it's another very dark feeling and um it leads into the nine of swords which is the card of crying yourself to sleep grief loss sadness um the heaviness again really exists in this painting and um it again it's something i i always hope i don't see in in people's mm-hmm. readings i actually think that these four cards right here the swords cards that we were just talking about they are to me more challenging than the famous ones in the major arcana um mm-hmm. because they are the ones of lingering pain of like old sorrow of of loss and um there's nothing in the major arcana that's quite that bad to, have to overcome yeah mm-hmm. yeah they they just it just doesn't exist you know um here's yeah. the four of swords it this is the card of like you need rest your body needs time to heal like you possibly have come through some illness or exhaustion mental or emotional mm-hmm. fatigue that kind of thing again it's in the swords suite though you know so it that is probably the hardest group of cards for me as a reader to share with people. Um, even though some of the others look really scary, that those mm-hmm. ones right there—they're the ones that are that are hard. They're really hard. They're emotionally difficult to uh, get past them.
0: Yeah, and in the minor arcana, I can see that there's this similarity with a normal poker deck. You have the ace, you have the numbers 2 through 10, and then you have the page, the knight, the king, and the queen. queen. So, yeah. So, besides the numbers... There's no joker, though. Yeah, there's no no joker. Joker. Instead, we have the page. So, in this section, particularly, as the minor arcana set, what does the ace and page, knight, queen, and king groups represent for all four groups of uh minor. Well, partners. Each,
1: this, okay, so the swords are about intellect, they represent air. So when you get an ace of swords, you you are approaching a new intellectual endeavor, something that's going to come from your mind. Um this isn't going to be a thing from your heart. It isn't going to be a thing that exists in the real world. This is a new idea, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And as you move up the the grouping, um yes the swords has a lot of of stuff in it, uh, but when you get to the face cards, um, let me see if I can't find them. Um, when you get to the face cards, so here's here's the queen of swords. Uh, by the end of the uh, face cards in the swords deck, you have definitely embraced your your own power and ability to get through everything. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, you, yeah. There's there's that. Here's the page. And the king. Okay, so um, here's that ace of the swords card, and you can see this actually looks kind of like a celebration. Almost, it doesn't mm-hmm. have that dark feeling of the other swords cards that I showed you. Um, there's a crown. There's you know a lot of excitement. Um, you can see the air represented here, and the hand holding the sword. It's it is the beginning. It is a, a new start. So then, till you get to the page and the knight. Um, these are very active cards, and not all of them, not all of the pages and nights are moving. Some of them are much slower. Um, so when you're seeing these, it tells me that um, the thing that you're asking about, the relationship, the business, the class, the pet, whatever it might be, that these new ideas and these new changes are fast moving. Um, this card, some people read this card, interestingly, as mm-hmm. a toxic masculinity. Um, this is the Knight of Swords I'm holding up, um, about just being too masculine and dominant in energy. So some people did. The same. Now when you get, I like the Queen of Swords actually. This mm-hmm. is like a take no crap kind of lady right here. Um, it means that by the time you have reached this point in the swords suite, you have um gathered enough knowledge and enough knowing that you can cut away what you don't need and embrace what you need Mm -hmm. and the king of swords is another again like i don't i don't read these with like a negative feeling um like i do some of the other swords cards um these are kind of um they're going to nurture your ideas more by the time you get to these energies in this this suite Mm -hmm. um they're they're more supportive cards like if this is coming out with with your idea, or this is coming out, you know, with your reading, you are probably going to be more successful than if you know you hit that nine of swords or mm-hmm. three of swords. Um, I actually pulled out some of the happy cards to to tell you about as as our, mm-hmm. our time is ticking. So I wanted to share some of these with you too. This yeah. is the card that almost everybody wants to see. This is the ten of pentacles. It is the card of lots of money. So even mm-hmm. on it, it's just like. All this money floating around these people. It is uh, the card. uh, I don't care what you come and ask about. You still want to see this because everybody wants to feel this way. Um, It's like happy dogs and multiple people interacting nicely and tons of money. So everybody loves to see the 10 of coins or pentacles show up in their reading so the Four of Wands is the card of happy endings, mm-hmm. and it's even it's like a celebration. It, sometimes this can be about a wedding or a graduation. Um, it is the card that you have arrived at the success of whatever you were doing, and now it's time to celebrate it. Now it's time to party. Mm-hmm. Um, some people call it the Eleven Eleven card because the wands in the um, Smith illustration look like Eleven Eleven, and Eleven is considered a lucky number by many people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then here's another happy card. This is a victory card. This is in the one suite as well. And um, it is the six. And here is a man riding back from battle with a wreath on his wand. He has won the fight. Everything is good. And he has found great success. So this is another card I, I always enjoy seeing in people's readings because it means they are going to get the thing that they've been working for. And uh, I'm looking to see if I can find a cups card for you so that we can see a, a happy cup. Oh, everybody likes this one, too. So this is the Knight of Cups. And it, if somebody's looking for a new love offer, that's normally where this cup would show up. This mm-hmm. means that it doesn't necessarily mean a man is coming, just a person, is coming to offer you their cup offer you their love so the cups are about emotion Um, this rules the romantic domain this suite and um it it can be a good or bad thing honestly Mm -hmm. but um it doesn't say this person is awesome it just says they're coming to offer you their love (laughs) if that makes sense i mean Uh you can hopefully they're awesome you know everybody wants that right but Mm -hmm. um i'm looking for some of the other oh The two of cups is a card that has been, um, famous lately. Um, it has been assigned the meaning of, um, divine counterpart. And this can be a romantic divine counterpart or a best friend or like the perfect cat for you. Mm -hmm. Um, any one of those things can be your divine counterpart, your soulmate, if you will. And I use that word, um. It, that word carries a lot of weight, but um, you know what I'm I'm going after here. I think um, mm-hmm. you're equal, the person who's going to be your you know counterpoint in life. Um, this can be a business partner too, but um, this is another card that a lot of people really want to see, and they're very familiar with it. And the sim the symbols in it have become I- iconic.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, at this point I think I kinda understand the minor arcana because from your oh. explanations, yeah, from your explanations, if somebody were to ask me what were the word counts the wand cards about, like what would they represent on my opinion, like generally without saying this is a tarot, this is a reading for somebody, any one card like no matter if it's the Seven of Wands, the, the Eighth, the, the King, the Queen, the Ace, it's basically about growth and success. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's basically the card about growth and success. And the cups are, like, for giving and receiving in terms of emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be romantic, it could be business, it could be friendships, it could be relations. Yes. The purpose of the cups card no matter which one you receive, it's forgiving and receiving in terms of emotions. And then when you come to the swords, it's like a journey, a journey that everybody goes through. It yes, starts absolutely. off, it goes on bad, you you battle it out, you're about to give up until in the end you find that solace and you try to push yourself up until you reach that final point where the king is. And you're like, you know what, I'm in a great place if I'm not strong. Yeah, and then the pentacle is basically about success and fortune and sharing your success right. and fortune. Because yep. you can see some cards like in the six of pentacles, is like this person is trying to share his fortune with the ones who are less needy. So right. it's, it's basically the cards of your own fortune and success and you trying to share it out to the world so that you can gain more if I – I've gotten it, that. It, right. it even
1: just be about your, your resources, like your physical yeah. resources. Like sometimes what somebody yeah, needs is food or clothing or a place to sleep for the night. The same idea.
0: Yeah, whatever fortune you might have. It could right. be money. It could be food. It could be education-wise, but... Always, there's somebody who's next to you and they are less fortunate. So it's you receiving this and also sharing it out with those who do not have them. That's how I've understood from your explanations. That's how I've understood mm-hmm. the minor arcana. I
1: found some cards I want to show you. So here's the sun card with, this, with the um, the cute ghosts. So there's a big smiley. Oh, my God, that's the
0: cutest sun.
1: Yeah, and there are ghosts
0: carrying some flowers <laughs> yeah and it, and it has such rosy cheeks it reminds me of the teletubbies son for anybody who watched teletubbies growing up it reminds me of that son but instead of an actual child it's yeah <gasps> okay this cards the ref- they're just adorable you- that's the hanging man card right the hangman and here he is. he's it's a ghost <laughs> it's a with ghost the,
1: hanging with- with his thinking, you know, the uh, the symbolism is the same. And then here he's reflecting, looking at himself in the water.
0: Oh, my God. He also has the halo like I'm a genius. <laughs>
1: yep. Well, he's seeing it differently. He's literally – remember what I was talking about, seeing from a different perspective? That's literally mm-hmm. happening in the picture. And then um, I was wondering – I I couldn't remember what the tower looked like in this deck. And here's the ghost falling out of the tower.
0: Oh, that's actually cool it's not scary as the smith's card no. oh the smith's card no. is horrifying this one it's, it's like just, it's kind of cute it's a, yeah <laughs>
1: you know I, i'm like come on go straighten up and fly i know you can and then uh, here's the devil in this one he's got pizza he's got the sign that says he's toxic he's smoking a cigarette um he's oh my uh God. he's got his alcohol over here and some poison so it's like the devil in this deck is
0: is just the bad habit. Uh huh. And those bad habits are actually chained to him this time. It's not people. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, this this deck is um is very approachable. It's uh it's oh my, very that's the, the
0: most adorable deck on this planet. I don't think they can unless you find a cat one. I'm sure I saw that oh. on Amazon. Yeah. There are cat like ones. A, I um I've actually cats. I've, yep
1: I I have one in my uh to buy later cart because I I can't I can't buy any more tarot decks. I don't have anywhere to put them. So um <laughs> my <shelter>. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to expand because there are still a few decks I'd really like and that's one of them. I do have a dog deck. I don't have it here and I showed you I have the crow one. Um, I wanted to show you also this is the ten of cups. Which is kind of like the ultimate happiness, and in the Ghost Tarot, you have oh, the cup. having a
0: little celebration! And
1: and like yeah, there's like a sweet little group of ghosts celebrating. The water is calm. Right. There's a little heart. So it's kind of They're like chill. this is the They're this is happy. the happy this is the happy um, emotional state. Again, a lovely card no matter what deck you're using, but the Ten of Cups in this deck is just absolutely the sweetest. Like, you can hang this on your wall and never get tired of it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I think you've done, like, a thorough explanation of the cards themselves individually, and I hope everybody has understood the cards by now so that you don't get duped. Like I yeah. do sometimes online yeah. when the cards, say yeah. they have money and I don't get any money. I'm waiting. It's been years. I'm still waiting no. for the oh. website promised me. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> oh, so websites are not good by the way that randomly generates tarot cards for you. But No, that's that's not even
1: a person. That's just a Yeah. It's a, a bot computer. Shuffling. Yeah.
0: It's not even AI. It's just a prompt you know, that somebody has feed in yeah. that just give them a card and then tell them this and then they'll be gone and I'd say they'll be back next month and all that. Oh yeah. But and
1: hopefully they'll sign up for the paid version. <laughs>
0: Uh huh, And that's the most horrifying part because you're like, what if I pay for it? And then it's the same, same thing. You tell me the same, same thing that love is coming my way. Fortune is coming my way. What's the other thing? It's always something to do with family. It's three prompts. That normally pop up because it's like choose your first card, you choose it. Choose your second card, you choose it. Choose your third card, and then it tells you enter your birthday. What else does it tell you to do? I even forgot. It's been it's been years since I last did this, but I used to do it in high school, and I'm like, oh. I used to believe it at that time that this computer actually told me what my fortune was every single month, and I believed it as a high school student. I'm like, oh, I'm getting money. I mean, boarding well, I school is my money. <laughs> yeah, because you remember the first time we recorded with you, I remember you in the middle of the recording when we were just talking about tarot cards, you pulled out the three of swords. Mm-hmm. I remember it clearly. And then you pulled out the fortune card. I remember when we were recording, you just said that the card was right there. And you took it out and you just told me about the three of swords. And I'm like, you know what? This is legit. This is true. So, ladies and gentlemen, go to her website. Find her, Risa Miller. Tarot cards are positive things. They're not ominous. They're not scary. Of course, the drinks are horrifying. (laughs) But they're not scary. (laughs) Well, no, especially if
1: they have cute ghosts on them. Of course. And cute cats
0: and anime characters. Who else have I seen? Um... I don't think they have retro versions of the tarot cards. I've I haven't seen, seen retro with, versions. Um,
1: I've seen them done with pinup girls. Mm. Like I think, from like should. the nineteen fifties
0: and sixties. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they should actually design a retro's card. Or maybe for those classical musical lovers, they should have a card with Chopin and Beethoven and uh, Vivaldi and. Everybody, and then they just have them there, like from the famous calls. They just have those backgrounds. Eh, eh, people don't steal my business ideas, by the way.
1: <laughs> I think that you have you you've had a lot of business brainstorming going on during yeah the chat. For,
0: for this chat. I I have this one for the Beethoven cards and the shuffling cards as well. The shuffling mm-hmm. machine card, like the deck. Any tarot card reader out there? I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Risa, before we end this episode, what advice would you give anybody out there who wants to get a tarot card reading? Because I'm sure a lot of people are scared to get oh, yeah. a tarot card reading, or maybe there are a whole lot of skeptics. Like this thing is not for real. So what advice would you give them?
1: So, you know, it is tricky finding a reader who knows what they're doing. And, um, I, I would never personally um, trust a, a machine to read my tarot cards.
0: Like me, please don't. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, if I was doing that, I would know it's just to entertain myself, not because I wanted a reading. Um, I mm-hmm. would ask people how long they've been reading, and um, how experience matters with with tarot cards, um, because it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight that you learn all seventy eight cards. Um, and that you feel comfortable with them. It takes time. And uh, anybody who claims they can teach you to read tarot cards in, like, an hour is lying. <laughs> Unless you have a brilliant mind and, like, a photographic memory, literally. Um, that said, if I'm looking for someone to read my cards, I want to know how long they've been reading. Um, I want to know, do they read all the time, or is it a hobby, or do they do it professionally? Um, You know, I've been at a parties before where people are just practicing for free you know, give it a shot, you know, and remember that if someone tells you they're practicing and the reading is free, that they're practicing and the reading mm-hmm. is free. Um, and, you know, in those cases, just enjoy it, just be in the moment and enjoy it. And no matter what you do, um, I always take a picture of cards that I get read by other people um, so that I remember them later. For some reason, there's this phenomenon with uh, readings of all kinds where you suddenly forget everything they said, and what cards they were. It's happened to me. It's happened to almost everyone I know who gets readings. So um, get your phone out and take a picture of those cards, because you can always get online later and look them up. And sometimes I tell people you will find a second meaning to them, even if you look at it a week later or a month later. Um, My next piece of advice is don't do it all the time. You don't need a tarot card reading every day. If you are learning tarot cards, if you have decided, like, I want to learn to read tarot cards, you should pull one card at least every day and think about what it means. But otherwise, no, it becomes, uh, what's the word? Obsessive. You don't need a reading every day. Um, I would say if, if you're going to, if you're paying for a live reader and you're getting the whole Celtic cross done, once every four to six months is plenty. Um, you can also there are lots of really reputable readers that have YouTube channels and you can go by your like astrological sign and get mm-hmm. readings for free on YouTube every month from these really reputable readers. So um, and they work in many different languages, too. So not just English. There's ones there are people who read in Spanish and German and all kinds of languages that are really good. Um, you're going to look for someone if that's what you're looking for. Who has a lot of followers? You know, mm-hmm. you're going to look for some. And also, you have to like them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there's some really mm-hmm. good readers that you just don't resonate with, and that's okay. Find another. Mm-hmm. Um Now, they some of them offer personal readings and some don't. I will tell you, if you're going to a famous reader, you can expect to spend several hundred dollars on a reading um, because they're famous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anybody else who's famous, they command a price. Um But, uh yeah, just if you're looking for a, a live reader, ask them how long they've been doing it. Um See if you feel good around them. Like, if you mm-hmm. feel good in their presence, that's a good sign. If you feel weird or nervous or edgy around them, probably pass it by.
0: Yeah, and along with that, I'll say this once and I'll say it again. If you feel uncomfortable going to a tarot card reader, just get yourself a deck online and use them for purposes because they're also great as well for self-reflection slowly by slowly like rissa said you can use like the youtube platform learn what those cards mean individually and then you can try to interpret them how they best suit you because every card has its own meaning of course there's that one universal meaning but once you pull the card yourself you will find reflection by your own self because right now like i just said i understood the minor arcana on my own way so if I had a deck for myself and every day could pull it if I was trying to ask myself a question maybe I'm struggling with this and this or a b and c has happened what should I do and the deck pulls cards one two three for me I can tell out the story like Risa said in the beginning the cards will push for you out a story like it will tell you the beginning the middle and the end I think that's how you read the cards past present and future right
1: uh, in a three-card spread, yes. It's usually past, present, and future. Yeah. And um, now the Celtic Cross is longer. It, um, it's many cards. And um, that's kind of tackling an issue, your your blocks, you know, your challenges, and how long it will take to solve and the advice for solving it. It's, it's a longer spread.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think for practice, somebody can start at least with one card, gradually, two to three cards and then eventually you're a pro you know all 78 cards that's a lot of card even for me today playing poker is hard because even playing uno itself is hard because you don't remember what the cards mean and there are very few cards now imagine for something like a tarot card which actually has meaning that takes time practice as well Mm -hmm. and also a trusting friend group you can do it with friends by the way you can just sit around like on game night, you're like, you know what, tonight, let's try and learn this. I'll try to pull your cards. You try to pull my cards. We see what you can interpret the cards as. And then you get you your own the personal cards. The longer you have a deck of
1: cards, the more you'll kind of develop an understanding with them. Like this, this deck that's been in my family for generations, it's my favorite. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been, it's been around my whole life. <laughs> so I I have a I have a strong relationship with it and when I need when I need to connect in a way that I know is going to work this is the one I go for. I mm-hmm. and I I don't travel with it anymore cuz uh, somebody almost spilled a Pepsi on it one time. Mm-hmm. Um that would not be okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so I have all these other cool decks that I I take out for, you know, uh readings in public. But, um, the longer you like say say you buy yourself this deck, and mm-hmm. if you look at it every day, if you handle it a lot, the edges conform to your hands, they become your cards, like very mm-hmm. much your cards. And um, that's a, a sort of a special bond to have when you're looking to them to guide you or to help you intuit a situation. Um, and yes, there are actually whole books, um, some of them written by therapists and people with PhDs, about how to use the tarot deck for self-awareness and self-reflection. So that is a very valid way. I actually know therapists and um, psychological counselors who use the tarot for that purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for joining us here on another episode about tarot cards. I know last time we did an episode, we at part one. So whoever made it this far into this episode, please stay tuned. In a couple of weeks, we'll release part two. You'll get to hear Risa's ghost stories and any other things she will have to say then. But for now, I think in terms of tarot cards, we have reached to a point where we can at least, not vaguely, but at least... On a shallow depth, understand what tarot cards are and how to interpret them on your own. And I hope in the future, maybe if questions arise, you can come back here and expand more. When it comes to, I
1: would love to. I would love to. Yeah,
0: when it comes to tarot cards. And for the audience listening, don't forget to check out our websites, our links, anything we post in the description. Just click it, please. It's free. It's literally free. It takes three seconds just click on facebook and hit a follow to check out somebody's website to check somebody's instagram check somebody's tiktok it's literally not something that will take a lot of time so just check it out leave a like say you saw the episode and stay safe stay spooky and we'll see you guys next time on another episode here at the wicked camper podcast bye everybody
1: bye